0: Welcome to The Hope Project. On this podcast, we talk about matters of sex, sexuality, relationships, shame, and so much more. The goal of this podcast is always to bring hope to your sexuality and freedom from any unhealthy views you may have been taught growing up. And if you've enjoyed what this project is aspiring to do, then there are a couple ways you can support us. First, you can leave a review on the channel. This helps us stay relevant to the audiences we are trying to reach. Second, you can go to our Patreon and see how to support us financially. We are so grateful to all the people who have supported us and continue to support us on this project. This episode is a part of Season 2. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the trailer for Season 2, I recommend you do that now before listening to this episode. On today's episode, we have John Boone joining us. John has a lot of great thoughts about sexuality, culture, the world, and so many different things. I really look up to him, I really admire him, and I respect his opinion, So I'm excited for you guys to hear from him and excited for you guys to listen to what the episode is today. Let's dive on in. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast today. I am sitting here with Mr. John Boone. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be talking about healthy sexuality and just what that's looked like in his life, what that looks like in other people's lives and just the different stages of life. Before we get into that, um, John, can you tell us just a little bit about your story? Where do you come from? Where are you going? What's yeah. going on right now?
1: Yeah, where do I where do I hail from? <laughs> um, well, I was born in Denver, Colorado. Spent ten years there, and then mm. moved to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. That's where they, uh, where I spent the most of my significant part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, went to Biola. That's what brought me down to Southern California. Graduated in 2015. And uh, now I live in Fullerton, where I work for a tech company, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm currently engaged. Oh yeah, so. he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were talking before
0: this episode about you may be playing a little too long of an engagement. But, yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's just there's like there's just so much for weddings these days. Like I, it's totally off topic, but um, I feel like if you like offer any sort of service in the wedding business and you just slap the word wedding on it, it costs mm-hmm. like three times as mm-hmm. much as it would if it wasn't a wedding. Like, we should just start just doing like, that for other things. Absolutely. I mean, it's like just like a table. I yeah. make a table but, table, but now it's a wedding <laughs> table. It's like, oh, it's three times the price of just buying a table. It's uh, crazy. Um, so I smart. thought that planning weddings would be so grand, but um, we're actually doing it a lot faster. So. Yeah? Yeah, uh-huh. I like guess just don't need to be so you know, Or weddings don't need to be, you know, so big. <laughs>
0: Anyway, anyway um, not yeah, so yeah, uh, I actually met for those of you who don't know this, which is probably pretty much all of you. I actually <laughs> met John Boone well, I didn't really meet him, but I first encountered him at this pornography conference that he was helping host. Um, where I was a freshman on campus and I go to this conference thinking we're going to be talking about like porn. It's going to be like this kind of like smaller environment. (laughs) And it's like this room of about 120 people. And like the session I was at, he had like a former porn star (laughs) on to talk about her experiences and then finding Jesus. (laughs) At Biola. At Biola, (laughs) which is a Christian (laughs) university. And, and, conservative my, that, yeah, yeah. and my little freshman self was like, oh my gosh, is what this what is we talk happening? about here? Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, so that was my first experience. Uh, so that's why I thought of him when I was thinking about people to bring on. Anyway, yeah. we are going to talk about healthy sexuality today, which is a big word and probably means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So different people uh, but I think a question to kind of address the maybe negative side of it, it's like, first question is like, how or why are we even talking about healthy sexuality isn't sexuality yeah. just a matter of like don't do you know the bad things don't have sex before you're married yeah. and then when you are married
1: have sex you do it a lot <laughs> isn't the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that
0: what healthy sexuality is just not doing it certain times waiting for the right time and then doing it then
1: yep yeah no um that is kind of the starting point uh yeah you know i, I think um i think our millennial culture is really good at critiquing the the church before us, mm-hmm. you know, sort of our parents' generation of church. We are really good at critique. We, we got that down. We're not very good at
2: giving. <laughs> 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 so
0: when the baby boomers die, the church is going to have no money, which yeah, is probably absolutely. a good thing in some ways, but also but not also, the greatest thing yeah, about yeah, our generous hearts. It's going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so, you know, certainly I don't mean to be a part of the just kind of the church bashing, you know, movement, if you will. But, um, yeah, you know, I think um, I think if you grew up in the church or if you're more familiar with, you know, just kind of a standard evangelical church in the States or even Western culture, um, it's pretty clear that any conversation about sexuality in the church is primarily focused on sex. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think to your point, as you put, you know, very succinctly, um, that's really the conversation about, it's it's trying to sell people on the idea that sex can only like should only happen in mm-hmm. marriage, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about yeah. like all the don'ts, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it talks about the beauty of sex and and why it's better in mm-hmm. marriage, which is great. well,
0: and they reduce sexuality often to just what you're doing with your genitals. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, that's what sexuality is.
1: Yeah, and so that's probably the fundamental problem that I think both you and I have experienced, and that's why the conversation about healthy healthy sexuality is beneficial, mm-hmm. because when you reduce Sexuality to sex then it becomes so narrow mm-hmm. um, But the problem is that it's not that narrow and you experience You know you still experience your sexuality in your life mm-hmm. and you can't you can't separate it out from your you know your being mm-hmm. And so when you're ignoring a part of yourself because you're not having sex you're mm-hmm. basically Treating yourself as a non-sexual being mm-hmm. uh, you know that that has consequences you're mm-hmm. you're you're not living as a full integrated human yeah. person
0: yeah so tell me yeah. a little bit about your journey with this what has it been like for you kind of embracing healthy sexuality as you've grown up um, and become an adult
1: yeah you know honestly I, I feel like it's only really changed or transformed in the last few years mm-hmm. um, my you know my journey uh, as it relates to anything related to sexuality was heavily influenced by porn mm-hmm um, which really means I just lived with an intense an immense amount of shame in my life mm-hmm. and um yeah and, and i think porn was so inextric- inextricably tied to my sexuality mm-hmm. that i really was kind of in a mode where the church sort of uh wants us to be or i don't know if they wants us to be says you know kind of goes along with their sayings which is like run away you know, mm-hmm. run away, run away, run away. Well, because the biblical command engage. is flee from sexual immorality. Of course, of that's course. That's
0: not just walk away, Sonny. That's <laughs> yeah, you that's better a, run. That's a sprint.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 certainly, I think that's uh, mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, healthy wisdom. It is some in good the, wisdom, and yeah, and the proper. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so so I, I think where I have the most experience from is living as a person. Who did not address anything related to my sexuality, hmm. you know, like like really looking at the the definition of a human being without sexuality as a part of that definition. Hmm. Um, and so yeah, so I mean that was the majority of my journey through high school. Um, I would even say you know primarily through college, mm-hmm. and you know, and really what that led for me was was actually just a stronger association to porn and a stronger mm-hmm. tie to porn. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that was the case for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think it was very closely tied to dating for me actually. Dating had always been hard. Mm-hmm. And uh and porn definitely has an intimacy and sort of romance, mm-hmm. you know, component to it. Um mm-hmm. uh, but I think another part of it was the fact that I I simply had no language for what it meant to be a sexual being or or mm-hmm. how that can integrate or be expressed in my life in any other, you know, area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so what really changed that for me, a lot of it actually was just therapy, was, was going to a therapist. Who would have thought? I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, I feel like that's also the millennial mantra of, like, yeah. therapy's good, you know? And, yeah, take uh, that, parents. Yeah. Therapy's actually a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, that was incredibly helpful for me. And, yeah, um, yeah and I think I, I really just started breaking down those, you know, those beliefs. And it's been incredibly helpful for me to mm-hmm. see... Sexuality as actually an like a an an essential component of the human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that really broke for me. Yeah, um, because I, I think probably too far to the left. You know, sort of like where a lot of our secular culture is at is to treat your sexual desires as you know sort of like pinnacle or yeah. like absolute truth, like. If you I don't
0: must... get to act out on those desires, then you are missing out fundamentally. Absolutely, on Absolutely. like the human experience. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and your life is just like subpar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's probably subhuman. Even. Subhuman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's probably a little too far. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't think I would go quite. You know, there, but I would say that there's a difference between your sexual desires and just the sexuality of a person Mm -hmm. and I think that's been one difference that's been really helpful for me is to say I don't have to act and fulfill all of my sexual desires but I it is helpful and beneficial for me to recognize that I am a sexual being Mm -hmm. and if I can't remove that as a part of my personhood Mm -hmm. then maybe I should think about you know ways to express this in Mm in a healthy way. It's interesting that
0: you talk about your experience with porn growing up as your kind of your main sexual maybe experience, but actually led to a stifling of sexuality. And it it makes me think of – I mean the reality is is that most men, probably 99% of men – I don't Mm -hmm. want to overgeneralize. I know one guy who really has not looked at porn. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. 1%. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But most guys have looked at porn and probably 80% have struggled at some point in time and probably 50% – maybe are currently struggling in some shape or form. Yeah. Um and I don't want to use those things just flippantly. Um, but regardless, it's a high usage number. Totally and yeah. so if that's the case, um, in the church, um, I've talked about this in other episodes where we we kind of view men as sexual creatures innately and women maybe not. Yeah. Um, where men are kind of the animals of sex and it's kind of just hold off until you get married, then you can have yeah. sex. But in thinking more about that, if we've all kind of struggled with porn and that just led to shame which led to a shutting off of that aspect of ourselves. Yeah. I'd actually be interested to see how many guys are actually in tune with their sexuality, hmm. um, even though we are more, quote-unquote, sexual, because all guys are watching yeah. porn and masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's an interesting point just because, again, we view men as the more sexual creatures. That's not true, but that's yeah. how we view them. But the reality is is that they probably – aren't even viewing themselves that way yeah. um, in some capacity because they're, they're having to shut off their sexuality because the only expression of it they have right now yeah. is through porn, which is a bad thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a really interesting idea. <clears throat> and even um, it's, it's, it somehow ties. I don't know exactly how to explain how it ties yet. But mm-hmm. um, for, for me, I, I heard one time a really helpful description of porn was to say that porn is fast food love. Hmm. And and what I mean by that is that porn is yeah is really just like the fast food version of intimacy and love and relationships because porn is always available when you want it, mm-hmm. uh, never asks for anything in return, mm-hmm. and it's fairly cheap or it's free. Well, it's it's cheap in the sense that you don't pay any money for it, and it's yeah. also cheap in the sense that it can you can you know experience it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like some people watch it for hours, but <laughs> you know you don't need the to. average i read
0: a study the average
1: time spent on a porn site is five to seven minutes there you go so yeah so it's cheap and it's and it's and the time that it you know sort of takes from mm-hmm. you and so man how what like what am i even trying to say, <laughs> fast, I say that, fast food love <laughs> yeah fast food love well and so i say that to say like you know if we're if we're particularly looking at the effects of of men who mm-hmm. are you know, engaging with porn, especially over kind of a longer period of time, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's sort of a helpful, helpful sort of analogy to look at the effects of, you know, like fast food on the body, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. one eating a burger once is probably not going to do anything to you. Mm-hmm. whereas I would probably say the same thing for porn, even though I still think it's a sin. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, mm-hmm. only do it at a Yeah, sin, you know, if like, you can just have a burger once a month. Yeah, you're then you're that's fine. Not, no, 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 okay. no, that's not what I would <laughs> recommend. But, you know, for, for people who are ingesting over and over and over, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like a, a, a thing that's not meant to be in your body, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, I totally agree. I think there could be mm-hmm. some really negative effects there. Part in, of it I yeah. think would be yeah. um, an inability to connect with, mm-hmm. with your sexuality. Um, I would also say that it would it would it stunts your your ability to be intimate mm-hmm. and connect,
0: and that's so helpful because we often view porn as just this negative behavior yeah. done by men who are either too sexual, not controlling their desires, or are beasts, disgusting all these things. Which yeah. maybe there's a component that's true, and I've had an episode on porn, so that's definitely. And what porn is, it is a disgusting beast. Yeah, but. I think it's helpful if you look at it like fast food love, where all these guys, what they're really lacking is love in yeah. their lives. Um, and so instead of viewing you know, a guy who's maybe cut off from his sexuality or been addicted or struggling with porn as a man who's a beast and disgusting, mm. um, to view him as someone who wanted love so bad but all he had access to was fast food. Yeah. Um. And so he didn't get the actual stuff. And so now when he tries to eat a salad, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. It um. Sucks. He yeah. doesn't even know how to uh, consume it because yeah. it's so foreign to him. Absolutely. And in the same way, the more he consumes the fast food burgers, the more he consumes porn, his toler like his tolerance goes up. Yep. Um. It doesn't affect his body like it used to. So the shames turn off. The convictions turn off. Totally. Then he has to have two burgers a day now or three burgers a day, and he has to get like five Whoppers. And that's why you see with porn, it gets more and more violent. It gets more and more curious. It gets more and more uh, pervasive um, the more you're in it. That's that's really helpful because I think, and again, this isn't an episode on porn, (laughs) but (laughs) if we're talking about healthy sexuality and maybe it's specifically from a man's perspective, you have to go through it because every man, for the most part, is impacted by pornography. Every person is impacted by it, but especially... Most men are impacted by it, and so we can't even get to talking about healthy sexuality until we have to first work through the porn dilemma. Absolutely. absolutely, Yeah. 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 Um, so let's kind of – camp down a little bit on kind of working through different stages of what healthy sexuality has looked like in your life. Um, And obviously I know you said it's a recent journey in the The last few years, (laughs) but in those last few years of your like reflection on things and things you said, Oh, I should have done that differently or thought differently. So what, what do you think healthy sexuality looks like for a single single man, single Christian man specifically?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think for a single Christian guy, healthy sexuality um, I mean, really, I think it starts with just a lot of, uh, it sounds weird to say, it, but like a lot of prayer and reflection mm-hmm. and prayer and reflection to, to ask the question, uh, like what could it mean for me to express, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. in my life? Um, and, and even just kind of dream or brainstorm a little bit of what that potentially could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of easier to describe in like a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so for instance, like Holding hands with your girlfriend is something that I don't think any Christian would say is sinful or sort of a you know like a <laughs> well
0: you know some Southern Baptists yeah <laughs> that's true yeah even them I'm, then, just I I'm like, sorry like, <laughs> Southern Baptists you're not you're not that cruel no, I'm sorry there's
1: probably a small majority of you but they're also yeah. probably not listening to this yeah podcast. that's true yeah um, you never know um, yeah so but I, you know I think most people would say like yeah that's that's mm-hmm. fine you know and so. And and so I think that's the the sort of quest is to f- to figure out what's the hand holding equivalent mm-hmm. of and you know even hand holding kissing whatever equivalent you know of a single man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not easy to answer, and I feel like it's it, you know it can look different for different people. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it has been multifold. Mm-hmm. um, some of it has been actually me separating porn from masturbation hmm. and and allowing masturbation to be something that exists in my life hmm. and yeah and trying to do a, a good job of of allowing those to be separated and just kind of like experimenting with that and say okay what is it like to you know to experience that outside of porn mm-hmm. and it, it definitely presents interesting challenges but i think uh-huh. it's, it it also it also sort of puts you it sort of it like reveals some of the, I don't know, like kind of nastiness mm-hmm. in your in your spirit almost mm-hmm. as it relates to porn. You know, mm-hmm. like it it helps you realize that so much of, I mean, I guess even masturbation is sort of like in your head and fantasy and mm-hmm. and um and and yeah, not necessarily just related to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there are ways. It's it's a controversial, you know. Uh, I've had a I had an episode on masturbation okay. already, yeah, yeah. and it was pretty much like <laughs> pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. So you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's ways to engage with it without necessarily sinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so and but you know, but I think even for me, like, God, it's it's certainly not the sort of typical Christian answer. But I think I kind of thought about it, and I was like, mm, like I I very clearly believe that porn is a sin. Mm-hmm. i'm like so so on masturbation i really don't know what i think mm-hmm. um but like am i willing to try and continue with something that i'm uncertain about mm-hmm. in the hopes that i can help mitigate the thing that i'm very certain about mm-hmm. and so you know it's it's it doesn't make sense from the typical christian like flee from sexual you know, immorality advice mm-hmm. but it was sort of an experiment for me that i think was helpful well, I think even
0: the, the thought frame of, we often so think about things as Christians as what's sin and what isn't sin. Yeah. When I think maybe instead of viewing it always in that way, sometimes that's helpful, um, but thinking, okay, what's, what's the best, what's an ideal way of living and recognizing what's just things that are just gray yeah, and that can be taken negatively, can be taken positively, yeah. Um, but we don't allow much of that grayness because then we have to think (laughs) and then we (laughs) have to, you know, experiment and potentially be wrong and potentially, you know, go against some norms. Um, And so I think even the masturbation is a perfect gateway into that grayness of just like... That is something that's not talked about in Scripture, yeah. um, and it is a great thing, and it can be taken multiple ways. Yeah. Um, but I, that's a perfect, I think, segue for most Christians into, like, entering into, okay, maybe God's not just sitting there and, like, counting what's sin, what's not sin. Absolutely. Um, but it's a different kind of thing he's actually seeking after.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, he's more interested in your journey and your heart and, mm-hmm. yeah, and so many things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a big one. Um, another big one for me actually, and I don't think I necessarily even realized it until I was not single anymore, mm-hmm. but another big one was actually just platonic relationships with mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm less well versed on how that. Can it, you
0: explain what Platonic is for someone who may
1: not be uh, versed sure, in sure, sure. philosophy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is not related to Plato. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, just relationships with women that you're not mm-hmm. going to date. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and so they can be single, but they also can be you know dating mm-hmm. or married or you know anything. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I'm I'm not as well-versed as how that, you know, explicitly ties into your sexuality. But what I can say from my experience is that there there are particular women in my life who I'm friends with, close with, and who I've never crossed any sort of, you know, sexual boundary with, never, you know, wanted to do that. But I can say that I was somehow uh, helped and I somehow felt more in tune with my sexuality through, hmm. uh, you know, through relationship with them, like in real relationship with them, you know, hmm. where I had honest, you know, like actual friendship.
0: Which is so cool because you're showing that you don't have to be sexually active or romantically yeah. active in order to learn more and understand more about your own sexuality. Absolutely. <laughs> um, which I think it's like if I want to learn how to be a sexual being, then I have to date someone. And get married and have sex because that's yep. the only way to know. Uh, totally. But you're showing us there's a different way of actually getting to that. Totally. And so, what has maybe moving from singleness, um, you just were dating, you just got engaged. Yeah. Um, so, what did healthy sexuality look like in those two arenas for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, for dating and for being engaged. Um, well, and, and even, sorry, and just one more point, yeah. I kind of on no, what we yeah. were talking about before, and hopefully it ties in. To the next part but um if it doesn't you're just we're gonna cut it now I'm we're gonna it no i i remember uh uh when i was really kind of in the thick of it with therapy i um i read um two books mm-hmm. um both on the idea of you know human sexuality but one coming from a, a fairly conservative christian you know perspective and then one coming from a super extreme liberal perspective, mm-hmm. Christian or atheist, for Christian, the, okay. Christian. So both yeah, yeah. in the Christian world, and um, what was really interesting for me, and kind of what I gathered, is that the kind of really the the difference in those perspectives on both you know sort of extreme ends of the spectrum is how how you define what does it mean to express your sexuality? Mm-hmm. And so interestingly, on the very far, like, liberal side, they actually have a super narrow definition of what it means to express your sexuality. hmm They're basically saying, in order to express your sexuality, you have to do something, you know, some sort of sexual act. Mm-hmm. And that's not just sex, but it's basically sex, masturbating. It's sexy. Making out. <laughs> yeah, like, that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are to express your sexuality, it has to be in you know sort of one of those elements, and
0: especially physical, absolutely, kind of yeah, physical. It's, way.
1: it's basically a physical act. Um, but then on on the other side, and like the totally opposite end of the spectrum, the people who are in the more conservative camp are saying, you know, well, your sexuality, um, like, there's something deeper and behind sexuality, and the thing behind sexuality is the the seeking after intimacy mm-hmm. and connection, mm-hmm. and and so sexuality is not necessarily uh, an end in itself. It's a, it's a means to an end. It's a means mm-hmm. to a greater thing. And so, um, what it means to live as a section, sexu- you know, sexually healthy person, is to actually just make sure that you have intimate relationships and connection in mm-hmm. your life. And so they are kind of on the side of just saying, "Hey, we'll just like have a lot of good friends." Mm-hmm. And you know, be well connected, and that is what you know, like, uh, helps you live in a healthy mm-hmm. sexual way. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's just about having friends, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's a part of it, and 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 it, specifically as it relates again to having a healthy relationship with women, there's something there about that, um, about the friendship portion, which is helpful, but but like, even. You know, like there, there was something that was more, I don't want to say sexually gratifying, but there was something more sexually gratifying about being that friend with a woman as opposed to a man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't feel both both were intimate friendships like, if you know, for if I'm talking mm-hmm. about like one of my best friends, but I didn't feel as connected to my sexuality when I was mm-hmm. when I have a really close conversation with a with mm-hmm. a guy friend as opposed to a female friend.
0: I had Dr. Matt Jensen on and he was talking about oh, as that. a single man um, when he's had like friends that were women either married um, especially the married ones when they like affirmed him and saying like yeah, you know matt you're a catch or like yeah just different affirmations of character it's of attractiveness it, he's like it's it's just it means a little different it's different yeah. um especially in terms of like his sexuality totally um so i, I think there's there's something in there yeah <laughs> i don't know what it we is We need someone smarter
1: than us yeah to figure I it need out a, but... someone with <laughs> like five doctorates um,
0: to tell me what it is that's
1: underneath that but yeah there's, there's something there but i think there yeah there is something there yeah um, yeah, okay so so now yeah dating and, and engaged. Um, yeah, honestly, um, I mean I, I guess kind of like if you're looking at it from the spectrum or the journey of like single to mm-hmm. to married, um, I, I do actually think it would it makes sense to to say that that journey is more and more of a transition towards uh, towards the physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think in a marriage, the only way to express their sexuality is through physical act. Mm-hmm. But that certainly becomes an, an important way mm-hmm. and, and probably arguably the main way, you know, for most mm-hmm. married couples. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. So I think for dating for me and, and now being engaged, it's really been, um, I think defining, you know, what we feel comfortable with physically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, it's, it's been, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to say open to, like, exploration, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know, but, like, but not being so mm-hmm. militant about it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's like we have to define our boundaries, and if we accidentally kiss for three seconds longer than we should have, then oh, we're, man. we're messed up. Yeah, like, that was <laughs> oh, bad, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's been it's been seeing sexuality as, as a way of connecting and as a mm-hmm. way of being intimate with one another.
0: It's interesting with, with dating. Um, I've been talking about this with some friends and it's just like, cause there's like, there's kind of the two camps, maybe three camps, five camps, whatever on dating where it's like, you need to set hard boundaries. Yeah. Don't cross these physical lines. This is okay. Physically. This is not like you can't lay down making out, but you can yeah, stand yeah. up making out or okay. You can lay down making out, but no touching. There's like yeah. so many different like parameters. Yeah. Um, and I think the problem is is that none of them are necessarily biblical yeah. because there wasn't dating in the time of the Bible. So there isn't yeah, anything explicitly talking about I it. Know, yeah. um, this idea of dating is an utterly new concept. It's um, stupid. And so the fact of the matter that we try to say this is God's command, although I do think principles can carry over, I think we get into some murkiness there when we try to say, like, well, no, this is the Christian way of dating. Yeah. When it's like there's nothing in the Bible that talks explicitly About dating like maybe even a Bible talks a little bit about courting maybe yeah (laughs) but even courting is completely different than dating so I've been thinking a lot about the reality of so many couples I know who are dating they're becoming emotionally intimate intellectually intimate yeah all these ways of intimacy except for sexuality and expected to somehow not also be intimate sexually when when Jesus is talking about sexual morality, he's talking about people who are already married for the most part. Yep. Um, they're not dating. They're not like attached <laughs> to someone yeah. emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, all these different things. And so it's hard for me sometimes like to just like walk with someone's like, man, we're really struggling, messing up. And I'm like, well, are you guys connecting emotionally? They're like, yeah. Like, are you connecting spiritually? Yeah. Are you connecting like, intellectually? And he's like, why would that... well, no crap then yeah. <laughs> that's going to follow. Cause that's of just course. another way of connection. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Because yeah. there is, there's not a clear biblical way on it. We're in a, such a new era of this dating, like this, yeah. middle, this middle ground between singleness and marriage that pretty much didn't exist for the most part yeah. in the ancient mm-hmm.
1: world. Absolutely. Well, and even, I mean, I know I'm in it right now, so I'm probably more fired up about it, but mm-hmm. even tenfold for engagement. Yes. Engagement is so stupid. It's, it's possibly from the devil. Because (laughs) it, because like you are declaring to another person and to you know pretty much the whole world, yeah, you post about on Instagram, yeah, yeah, so So the whole world that you you know I have full intentions to you know be one with this person to be Mm -hmm. in marriage, and so you announce that you make the declaration, you tell yourself, I'm going to do this, Mm. it's almost like a vow, It's it's almost like a vow, but then you wait eight months. Yeah, or six months, or a year, or, or like, a year. like some people two years, some some people a long time, and it's just like what? How and does there this was make engagement sense? Engagement
0: in the Bible, betroth, betrothing period, but, but it wasn't about, our engagement. No, 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 we're talking no. about like weeks. Yeah, and it was yeah. weeks, and it was a transaction almost between two families for yeah. the most part. Oh yeah, and the the two people, it's not like they were like making out. They like. No probably kind of knew each other, maybe didn't even know each oh, other. Yeah.
1: They were busy talking about, you know, hey, what's your, like, where did you come from? Yeah. What's, what do you like what's your favorite color? Yeah. It's like <laughs> they knew none of they this. They got stuff. the basics to cover, yeah. you know? So Oh, yeah.
0: They have a lot to talk about on their honeymoon because they don't even know each other. Totally. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's just fascinating that we try to take some biblical stories and, like, just say yeah. it's a one-to-one correlation yeah, to totally our modern agree. era. And I'm not here saying that we should then abolish dating and just reinstitute arranged marriages but, well, I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> don't think it'd be yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But at the same time, like, how do we kind of live, you know, holy, healthy lives in this yeah. cultural moment that we're in?
1: Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, yeah, I like, I don't have lofty expert answers. I just have, like, the layman's answers. and but that's I think,
0: okay because experts
1: don't always connect with the layman. That's true. And we're speaking that's to layman right now. Yeah, layman to layman. Um, I, I honestly, I think it's just simply allowing allowing sexuality to be gray, exactly like we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I think there's plenty, like, exactly like we just talked about. There's plenty of evidence to say that what we're experiencing doesn't make sense, and there's a lot of biblical grounding to also show that it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, <clears throat> I don't know, like it's just yeah. There's you're connecting so deeply emotionally. You're connecting. You know. Mm-hmm so much through your life and yet you're having to hold back you know mm-hmm. sexuality
0: like your commitment in dating someone after probably three months is more committed than anyone in the biblical times had before they got married totally so like you are more committed and more attached probably than they were yeah <laughs> um just oh, yeah. after three months after a month of dating. Oh, yeah. I, I mean
1: and we're talking about couples that are probably not going to get married for another year and a half oh after yeah three months yeah maybe two two years
0: i like how you talked about Um, the conservative side and there's some truth in this about how sexuality is the root of it is intimacy yeah Um, but you can experience in different ways and so when we think about our emotional lives no one is sitting here well some people do but most people aren't sitting here and saying these emotions are necessarily good these are bad now people who are ignorant are saying (laughs) these certain ones are bad but (laughs) there's there's some greatness in emotions and so then in your intellect like what can you question and what can you not question? What can you think and what can you not think? There's grayness in that. Yeah. Maybe there's certain, like, a small fraction. And so every other of those areas where we also use them to gain intimacy, like we use our intellect to gain intimacy, our emotions to gain intimacy, Yeah, we allow grayness. But when it comes to sexuality, yeah. it's completely black and white. Totally. Like, there's only two ways of doing this. One way is good, one way is bad. And I'm not here to advocate that you should have sex before you're married or you should do certain things before you're married. But just to enter in to, like embracing sexuality as an utterly gray thing that maybe has some components that are black and white but it's not itself a black and white reality
1: absolutely yeah and you know and I think to to give credit to the you know the kind of the side which makes it more black and white uh, you know I think to be fair the Bible does talk about sexuality often Mm -hmm. and it does talk about it in very strong language Mm mm-hmm um and so it makes sense that you know you, as you read that you're kind of like oh man god takes this stuff seriously that's kind of what mm-hmm. you, you know you take mm-hmm. away but but you know not on the opposite side what the bible doesn't necessarily do is it doesn't mm-hmm. speak perfectly to the details of all it's these talking dishes. about
0: like more of the sexual perversions cheating on your wife absolutely having an affair <laughs> like and with emotions the bible talks about it too like don't let the sun go down in your anger. Different things where there is prohibitions. Totally. There is black and white. Totally. But we all recognize that I can experience anger and that's okay. Yep. Um, there is a way to experience it in a way that's not okay, but there's a grayness in figuring that out first. Absolutely. Um, but with Absolutely. sexuality, it's even though the Bible is black and white, it's black and white on the nitty gritties, um, on certain specific instances. Yeah. Or it's not. Anyway. Yep. So what about, <laughs> we already kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but like, what is it like? you know, being engaged, if there's an engaged couple right now listening to this, um, you could <laughs> have some so solidarity sorry. with yeah. them. <laughs> um, how do they, like, not turn off their sexuality until the wedding day, but at the same yeah. time try to honor maybe some of the biblical prohibitions
1: um, that are laid out? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think I'll, uh, one part of it is is very drastically increasing your communication with your partner. Who would have thought? I uh, you know, know communication would be a key <laughs> a key, key in a relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and just being good at actually saying what we're experiencing, you know, mm-hmm. what we're feeling, which can be everything from emotions to intellect or even to sexuality. Learning mm-hmm. to, like almost give a, a voice to your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I think what that does is it just gives more visibility into the, the other person and so you're 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 getting a better idea of what the person is experiencing hmm and then but particularly as it relates to sexuality um, I think what that can do is um, is if you get good at expressing what you're experiencing you have the ability to express yeah what you're experiencing while doing some sort of physical act Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's just say making out, mm-hmm. and if you start going a little bit further, um, then one person is able to express how that is making them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like it's it's a very vulnerable thing to say. Mm-hmm. I like that, or I don't like that. <laughs> really, on both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. like it's it's mm-hmm. almost uncomfortable mm-hmm. to say, "Ooh, I like that," mm-hmm. um, but it's also uncomfortable, like, "Oh, I'm not comfortable with that." Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think. I think there's most Christian couples who, like, they know what is really off limits for them, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it's really like obviously sex, like, okay, I don't want to have sex, you know, mm-hmm. um, but probably too like becoming completely naked, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's <laughs> probably a little too far. If you can get completely naked and not have some form of sex, I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, pat yourself on the back. Totally. And so I, I think when you're like getting there, like when you're getting close to naked, mm-hmm. there's some part of you which is saying, I'm not comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And so... Whether that's your spiritual side, your intellect side. Totally, your, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you can actually... And, instead of focusing on we're going to set rules for ourselves mm-hmm. and we're just going to put up boundaries. So instead of kind of taking it from a legalistic pursuit you're approaching it from uh, kind of a, a, a holistic human pursuit to say I'm actually just going to increase my uh, my awareness of myself and I'm going to increase my ability to communicate myself mm-hmm. and if I can increase my awareness and my ability to communicate <laughs> then I'm actually able to tap into that part of me which says I'm not mm-hmm. comfortable with this mm-hmm. which then s- stops the act hopefully mm-hmm because the other person will be like oh I'm okay and I
0: feel like that's what the Bible talks about when it's talking about having control over your body Yeah. Um, I remember this story I'm not going to say any names but I had this couple friends they were getting physical and making out and it started going to a more naked area and the guy literally just like stopped for a second and just said man I really want to have sex with you right now Mm -hmm. and she goes yeah I really want to too and then they're both like but do oh, we really want to do this totally and then they both said no and he said okay and then he got his like ran to his car and drove home and i Absolutely. think that's not a repression of sexuality that no, is yeah. a control um of it in a way that's not like you're denying your yeah. sexuality you're acknowledging it but also saying i also have this other part of me in my intellect or in my spiritual or in my emotional side that doesn't want to do this right now yeah um and so i can say no yeah. and i have power over that
1: yeah that's that's perfect that's beautiful i mean i, I think that's exactly it it's the idea of giving a voice to what you're experiencing and desiring even mm-hmm. on the positive side mm-hmm. i would really like to have sex right now mm-hmm. enable the 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 moments to be able to have clarity to say i now that i've expressed what i want i know that i don't want to yeah. fulfill that desire yeah. you know as yeah. opposed to keeping it in bottled in which then <laughs> you're kind of stuck <laughs> in that like oh well do i say do i not yeah. say and then you end up kind of doing something you don't want to do uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah that's
0: good um, so what, what would you say your hope is for, maybe we can do specifically single men, um, not single men, but for men, um, what would be your hope for men in enacting healthy sexuality in their lives? And you can take this any angle you want, yeah. um, but what would, what would be your hope for a man that's listening to this right now? Say you have a 28 year old single guy, a 22 year old engaged guy, a 35 year old dating guy for all these men. Um, what does healthy sexuality, like what is your hope for their healthy sexuality and their lives look like?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think because so many Christian men are struggling with it, the first hope would just be that it's not directly tried to shame. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like just, it's the most obvious one and the mm-hmm. biggest one. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that, w- that would be the first hope is that they, they can recognize that their sexuality is a part of them, which cannot be removed Mm -hmm. um, and is actually unwise to just completely ignore Mm -hmm. and and so to treat that as a part of themselves that um, can be okay Mm -hmm. you know and 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 is not inherently sinful Mm -hmm. because they're not married yet Um, Mm -hmm. or you know maybe they are so yeah so to not tie shame directly to any sort of uh, Mm -hmm. sexual act um, Mm -hmm. whatever it is um, or sexual experience uh, I think the second one would be, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess to to recognize and to be aware that it is, you know, very very closely tied to intimacy, mm-hmm. and then to know for themselves how that you know works out and plays out in their lives, mm-hmm. and so which if, might
0: require some therapy to figure out some of yeah. like where your roots are. Absolutely. It might require you know you looking into your pornography use um, because most guys I would argue that their pornography use is somehow tied to a dysfunction of intimacy in their lives. Um yep. it can play out in different ways, but I think it's tied to that in some some form of fashion.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think regardless for the person and where they are, mm-hmm. uh, the pursuit is to understand how to how to get intimate, how to get intimacy. You know, mm-hmm. well. And so yeah so maybe for the single guy that's looking at porn it's to explore what is it that porn provides them and Mm -hmm. what is it that they're missing in their life Mm -hmm. for me it was that I just wasn't dating Mm -hmm. Um, for the dating guy um, if they are still looking at porn then it's addressing what is Mm -hmm. it in my dating relationship that's not providing me what I need Mm -hmm. Um, or even if they're not looking at porn well just what does it look like for me and my girlfriend to have healthy Sexuality and healthy intimacy, mm-hmm. and then you know the same for for a married guy. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, I think yeah, don't tie shame to sexuality, and mm-hmm. know what it means for you to yeah. to get uh, intimacy, which. Is actually satisfying for you yeah
0: yeah and so what would be your hope for the Christian Church Greater C Church um, and specifically in America yeah and what would be your hope for the church and talking about healthy sexuality and talking about sexuality in general um, especially in talking to our men um, yeah. about sexuality what would be your hope for the church
1: um yeah I think my hope for the church would be to talk more about um, us as sexual beings mm-hmm. um, and to dive more into that um, as opposed to just talking about sex um, yeah, I mean I mean, really if you kind of, if you sort of insinuate what they're saying about sexuality um, through the conversations they're having about sex, really the, the conclusion you'd have to come to is that a human being doesn't become a sexual being until they become married. Hmm. Like if they're not married then they, like they just like that's a part of them which doesn't even exist. You know? And that's just not true. And so I would love for the greater church to talk uh, to first, just even recognize, like, oh, hey, we're all actually sexual beings mm-hmm. um, from the start, and we experience the desire for sexuality way before we become married, mm-hmm. and instead of talking about how well we can flee away from this, we actually um, take a little bit more of a a less narrow lens and actually talk about. What are unhealthy ways of expressing this, and what mm-hmm. are healthy ways of you know mm-hmm. of expressing this? Um, and I think like any, like any you know almost industry, if you will, um, I, you know I would love for more people to just have this conversation to then build upon, you know kind of the stuff that we're talking about. You know I think it's clear that you and I don't have all the answers well we're we're
0: fairly close you can speak for yourself john uh i host a podcast on this so that's true i have it all figured out
1: it's true it's true and you are you know you're you're benefiting the industry so thank you for that (laughs) um but yeah you know like i would you know i would love for people to build upon you know what we're talking about because there's so much to explore Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think there is you know i don't know it's it's like it's blue water it's open area for someone to to help speak into the church of this is what it means to be healthy mm-hmm. from a sexual you know standpoint and yeah. i think when you when you get there that's when you can really uh, actually start ministering to our culture yeah. and you can and you can speak more to our culture there yeah. um i'm trying to remember who said it it was either john mark comer who was talking about it or mark sayers but they pretty much say the same stuff. They do say the same they're, stuff. So it's they're both really, awesome, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, they're on the same podcast. So yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. But one of them was talking about one of them was talking about our culture, and they, um, and they talked about how like how how disembodied people are mm. uh, in our culture in non Christians, mm. and and I think that's that is actually a very interesting way to to think about it, and it, I think it's true in a lot of ways. Of just they're like so a lot of their ideology is just like so separated from reality hmm. and their personhood is like so segmented. Hmm. And and so what he was talking about, whatever who this person was, was talking about... <laughs> John Mark
0: Sayers. John Mark Sayers, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, was talking about the need for an integrated person. Mm-hmm. And it's through being an integrated person in which that is kind of our light, you know, to the world. Hmm. And so I think I'm, you know, 100% behind that, but I, I think this is a part which isn't really... Like we're not quite there yet. Like we haven't really figured out how to speak well about healthy sexuality Hmm. and, you know, out of a marital context. Yeah. And if we can talk about that more and really come to some solid answers, I think that would help people become more whole Mm -hmm. integrated people.
0: And what a beacon of hope we would offer to non-Christians totally. when they're looking at us thriving sexually. Yeah. Like, imagine that the number one thing that drew a non-Christian to Jesus was that actually we provided a better framework right. for sexuality than the one the culture was giving them. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks, John. Yeah. Um, Thank you. This has been awesome, and I'm excited for people to hear from you. As always, we want to acknowledge that this episode may have triggered you. It may have brought up old sexual abuse. It may have brought up old negative sexual behaviors. It may have even stirred up old wounds. With all of these things, talk to someone you trust about it. Don't hold these things just to yourself. Bring people into your life and your sexuality. And again, if you could leave us a review or share this episode with someone you think it might impact, this all greatly helps us do what we are trying to do on this podcast which is bring hope to those who are struggling with their sexuality who are struggling with their sexual lives who are struggling with even the idea of what it means to be sexual we hope that john's words today gave you hope for your sexuality the desire to pursue healthiness and overall a better understanding about what it means to be healthy and sexual And, as always, may the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound.